Welcome to the Fully Alive Man podcast. This is a podcast to help men become fully alive by doing life together. My name's Robbie Angle. I am here with my co-host, Lee Rogers. And this is part two of a conversation on the structure of a great group. Last podcast, we talked about how to have intentionality with your group structure. Now we're going to talk about having intentionality relationally. Two parts of a group, structural and relational. The relational side is tricky. It takes intentionality in order to thrive and to maximize the relationships, which you guys hopefully have in your men's groups and your married groups with other guys. It's going to be a fun conversation. But before we jump into that, Lee, you usually bring some kind of questions or discussion yep, before right. I get too serious. Do you have something for me today? T- today is bring. no different, Robbie. I have a question for us. And I think that I was just reminded as you were talking, I think we have intentionality in our relationship. That's and good. that's why I'm going to ask you this question. <laughs> this is the question I have for us today. What is an event, the last one that you can remember where something happened it could be huge. It could be, it's just whatever is impressionable to you. And you thought, I'd like to share this with somebody. All right. What is that event? All right. Seriously, what just came to my head is different than what I, I thought when you told me this earlier. And we probably should delete this out. But what came to my head was when Ari broke up with Becca on live TV in after the final rose after watching <laughs> The Bachelorette. What? Uh, the Bachelorette? I yeah. had no idea what you were talking about. <laughs> Until... <laughs> this is so all right we're gonna cut all this out but ari... for fun ari uh, ari was the bachelor he was the race car driver who didn't get picked he became the bachelor of course he was he dated becca who's the recent recent bachelorette and the I, new season about to kick how off you are telling me a little bit about these bios <laughs> as if these are real people and this right, is their it. real story check it out ari not really impressive of a guy wasn't my favorite bachelor because I have a lot to compare to. He he picked Becca. Then after the final rose, it follows up with him a few months after the taping, and he straight up broke up with her on live TV. This like break off our engagement. It was traumatic, and I was sitting on the couch with my wife. Kids were in bed, and we looked at each other, and it was just that moment of like I remember when and where I was when this happened. <laughs> is that what you were asking? Yeah, that that was spot on. Mine is very similar. This is not similar at all. It's actually an incredible bummer now that I know that your event, what your event is, but I was thinking of 9-11. That was a huge <laughs> event. <laughs> Take it down. I was thinking of 9-11 because that was a huge event, obviously, yeah. and it was a huge event where, where in a lot of people's lives. I was on my way to work when the when the first airplane hit and then i was at work watching on a tv when the second airplane you know hit the second world trade center and i thought about um i thought about not not who do i want to call but i just thought about the fact that i didn't know anyone in that part of the country at the time or no one came to mind who lived in that part of the country and it was a huge relief i can only imagine if I if I lived in New York, you know what I would be feeling yeah. feeling and who I'd want to call. Very similar to when Ari and whoever else you said Becca, <laughs> Becca, Becca. Lee, do you do you remember TV. where you were when Armstrong 
walked on, on the moon. moon. That's good. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. I was negative <laughs> a couple of decades oh, old. Oh, my bad. My bad. I just <laughs> yeah, assumed since you're so old. Um, <laughs> hey, do you seriously not watch The Bachelor, Bachelorette? <laughs> I can't believe you're even asking me that question. <laughs> All right. Honestly, I love it. It's good. Emily and I are big fans, um, batch, part of Bachelor Nation. <laughs> oh, gosh, I feel <laughs> stupid talking about you. Hey, fully known, last 10% right now. We just, it's horrible TV. I mean, it is, it is horrible. I but think we have a lot of agreement to watch with that part of this statement. This next generation who just is a, a subset slice of reality. Okay, once just, again, it's a I'm mess. just going so to throw this idea out there for you to consider the next time you're watching The Bachelor. Maybe that it's 90% scripted and these are actors and actresses on the show. But no, you no, no. suggest that we're no, no. seeing a slice. It's good TV and you watch people. You TV. watch highly emotive <laughs> millennials falling apart. And that is real. And it is it is real trauma <laughs> that they are going through. And that is good entertainment. Okay. All right, we got to move on. I got to watch I can't that. talk about this anymore. It's and all list. of you that oh, judge me, you. there's a verse for that. Wait, <laughs> hey, I can't shame people. A lot but of you know you judge to mind just now. <laughs> but you judge me, but I'm not shaming you, but just think about it. All right, guys. Now it's about you. We need to so talk bachelor. about re- <laughs> We need to talk about relationships. We need to talk about adding intentionality into our groups on the relational side. Last time we talked structural and hopefully we helped you guys with thinking about content, thinking about what you're discussing with content and intentionality around content as a group. And also schedule, what is your 90 minutes, an average 90 minutes look like to add intentionality into your group? And also the calendar. What's the flow of the year? Do you have a a journey that you're bringing your guys on and thinking more than one week at a time? And that's the calendar, the flow. And part of calendar has some relational components that we're going to jump in today. But Again, in a group, there are these dynamics that differentiate groups that thrive in regards to accelerated growth and helping guys as a result of intentional, consistent relationships. And these components of what and who are really the building blocks to how to have a great group, the structure, the what, those components. And today, the relational, the who isn't as easy as you would think. It's not something just organically that if you connect relationally, you'll grow spiritually. One of the things that occurs to me as as you're saying that is that we want groups that, as you just said, that are relational, but that's the difference between a classroom or a Sunday school. A Sunday school or a classroom can hit some content. You can have a teacher. you You can learn a bunch of stuff, but relationships are really where we think life change is gonna happen. And in relationships happening, that is not easy and it's not natural for guys. And, and that's why we have to be intentional with it. And a lot of, we, we use the language around here to connect relationally in order to grow spiritually. That if we connect relationally, it doesn't necessarily mean we're going to grow spiritually. That's why schedule, content, calendar, the structure really helps us leverage those relationships in order to grow. So we are going to talk today about how to add intentionality to the relational side of things because it is so, so important. This is a complicated conversation, guys. That's why we keep going to it with different avenues. And there's the why big picture on being fully known because God's designed us relational. And then there's the how building blocks of relationships, first to trust and ask the second question. This one, this conversation is going to be a little differently. I, I want us to jump into like 
Okay, so what does that look like? What should our group do to move towards those things? Yep, I would totally agree. And I would say not only is it not intuitive, as you just said, that we have to be intentional, but I would argue that being connected, being in deep relationships with other men is actually opposed. There's Mm -hmm. nothing, most of our society is not saying, you know, do life, share your last 10% with another man. Most of our society is saying, um, hide your bad stuff, hide yep. your weak stuff. Your, your, don't be vulnerable. Um, be independent. Find strength in that. We won't go too far down this side topic, but in challenging that societal norm, it is one of the things that drives me crazy about pseudo-masculinity and societal biases towards what's manly or masculine or what's not. And it has to do with the relational side of vulnerability. Our environment and culture and society builds up this stereotype, which is really a pseudo-masculine stereotype of a fake masculine dynamic of don't show emotions, don't share, like don't show weakness, which is such a lie to, to take the passive, easy way out, which is so unmanly to take the passive hiding, um, easier way. Masculinity to me means the hard thing to do, having the courage and the boldness to do what is difficult, which is the trusting somebody else with something that puts us at risk, which in turn helps me to become a better man in the long run. It's paying deposits and making investments into something that makes us better men, which is so counter to what society says in order to perpetuate us feeling passive and taking the easy route. Sorry, I shouldn't go on that soapbox, but that's a huge concept that it's, I think society so true, though. kills it, us with. It's so true that if we are doing life, uh, you know, flying completely solo, um, we're not going to be challenged by others, and we're not going to challenge other men. We're not going to lift others up, and we're not going to be lifted up because no one knows even how to lift us up. And, and because we can't and don't know how to lift each other up, we get stuck in these rhythms of isolation, and when isolated, we get taken out. That's right. We get taken out because our our weaknesses, our sin, our flesh grows in the darkness. What's in the dark grows, and what comes to the light gets decreased in the weight and the and the impact in our lives. So, bringing if we don't have somebody we can trust to bring our stuff to the light, it's going to just keep growing in darkness. Yeah, and I think on top of that, and and again, I think you've already said it, but without intentionality, it'll it'll be pulled away from us, even if we have these close relationships and if we feel very connected to to other men and guys who know our stuff and we know their stuff without effort um, we're not going to stay in that place because it would never happen because we are like designed to not show vulnerability to survive and thrive and showing vulnerability and letting somebody love us in our areas of weakness is counter to almost evolutionary biology of protecting, and I'm not going evolution creation here, just in case you guys are wondering, but it's in our design to protect, to avoid risk, to take the safe way for survival and instincts. And this is not that which takes courage and intentionality because it's so counterintuitive or counternatural. Well, and I agree with you if we're- Unnatural. If we're- I agree. Counter natural is a new word. <laughs> and I agree with you if we're designed to be an animal, but yep. we're not designed to be an animal. We're designed to be made in God's image. Mm-hmm. We're designed to be fully engaged, fully relational beings. He, he is that. 
God in his That's nature right. is relational in nature as the Father and the Son, the Holy Spirit, because love has a relational component that is innate in who God is, that is part of our design in our relationship with others. And we have to fight for that as men. And fighting for that is difficult. It takes courage to put yourself out there and to trust other people. It's way more passive and easy and safe to stay in isolation, to not have relationships at a depth that will help you become a better man. And the world is full of men who are doing that, which is why we're getting taken out and leading mediocre lives as a norm. We want to be men who are the exception, who understand how God has designed us to thrive through the context of relationship and to leverage these relationships we have with other guys in men's groups and married groups to have the courage and have the boldness, which is so much more masculine than avoiding those things, to lean into those relationships in order to know each other and to trust each other, to really have each other's back, to sharpen each other. Iron sharpens iron, that verse, is violent. I mean, when you think of something sharpening each other, that's a not an easy process. No Pounding. one wants to be sharpened. Yeah. Hammering. But we that is, how, in our design, how we become better. And man, for for those guys out there listening that have experienced the freedom and the joy and the richness that comes from really being known and therefore really being loved because people don't love the mask or the pose we're presenting. They really know us and they still love us. That love and connection is so much more fulfilling, and we have the opportunity to do that with each other, in with the guys in our men's and married groups. And so we are going to dig into this, guys. We are going to hopefully give you a couple things to think about and to talk about as a group in order to move the ball towards the relational side of being fully known by a few in your group. But first, Lee, let's do a little section we like to call... Man hacks. Lee, what is a man hack? All right, guys. A man hack is something, an idea, a tool, anything you can use to make your life better. Robbie, do you have a man hack for us today? (laughs) A life hack, a man hack? This is becoming the podcast of emasculation because I'm talking about what's emasculating, what's truly... Are we going to have to change it to a person hack? (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. We We need work. But Part of the freedom of being a, a masculine male is that you are so secure in your identity that you don't you don't have to pose. You can you just, talk about your love for Bachelorette, and you can talk about your love for strawberries. And that's my man <laughs> hack today, Lee. <laughs> I, was, right. I was hoping. So, so strawberries. Strawberries are great. There is nothing wrong I, with strawberries. I love strawberries. Strawberries are amazing. They're a great fruit. They're also a high-maintenance fruit because every single little strawberry... You got to cut off the top and you lose a good percentage of the delicious, juicy strawberry with every cut. So here's what you do. You take a straw and you go up from the bottom of the strawberry. Strawberry is kind of like a heart, like, you know, bachelor. We're all comfortable with the shape of a Yeah, it's like a little heart. Go from the bottom of the heart up (laughs) with the straw through the middle of the strawberry and it pops the green and all the bad off. So you get... 100% 100% of the good part of the strawberry on every bite. All right, so just to be clear, shove a straw through the bottom of a strawberry to take the top off. Yep, that's my man hack. Excellent. Save on cutting. All right, my man hack is a little bit of an old man hack, and I learned it from an older man who's great, and this is fantastic. You're saying you're an old man? And here's yep. the deal. Keep going. It's a Yeah, so... It's simply one word. It's a compound word, but the word is shoehorn. <laughs> Gentlemen, if you do not own a shoehorn, especially a long shoehorn, you're missing out on life. I, what am I can't missing out on? remember the last time I had to tie a shoe. 
because I have a shoehorn. Of course, shoes come off when they're tied. No problem. But when you try to put it back on, you're squishing down the heel. You're messing up. You're bending over. If you're me, you're out of breath from bending over because you're just a little overweight. But a shoehorn solves all of your problems. Gentlemen, invest in a shoehorn. It's fantastic. And a straw for your strawberries. You are such an hey, old I man. Just you're trying not to bend over to tie your shoes. For a strawberries. That just occurred to me. Oh, just yeah. That's good. That very involves well, a wait. straw. Back to your shoehorn. You're not bending over because it's too hard to bend over nowadays? <laughs> no, I didn't say that exactly. I'm just saying <laughs> it's easier. So theoretically, if I get old and I have a hard time bending down to put my shoes on, just buy a long <laughs> shoehorn so I don't even have to tie my shoes, yes. or bend down, yes. I just stand up, slide it on, because I have a long shoehorn and it's hard to bend over. It's beautiful. Welcome. Guys, you are welcome. That's so it for this section we like to call <laughs> Man Hacks. All right, guys, we're going to jump back in, and in 10 minutes, you're going to walk away with some very practical um, things to talk about as a men's group or a married group about how to add intentionality in the context of y'all's relationship in this season of a men's group. So it's January. You can have the conversation to go, hey, based on where we want to go, which is being fully known by a few, how do we add intentionality to our relationships with each other in and out of this group meeting in order to get where we want to go? Um, and so today we've tried to break it down into a couple very practical best practices. And there's really just three. The first one is is incredibly important, though. And the first one is to get away for a night at least once a year. It's one of those things we know, but that we don't get around to doing. Lee, how do we set our groups up so that we take all the excuses yep. out for you guys doing this? Because this is so important to get out of your normal routines, rhythms as a group, and get away for a night. So what we heard from men, men's group leaders and men in groups is that, hey, we can't get it on the calendar and we don't know what to do when we get there. Well, these are problems that you know we want to help with. And so, sometimes this solves the problem and sometimes it doesn't exactly. But we just put it on the calendar that the second weekend of March every year would be man weekend. And this is a time where you get away with your group. You go for Friday night. You find somebody's lake house, somebody's mountain house, find an Airbnb and just go away for that one night. And the other thing was we don't know what to do when we get there. So we love to help men start conversations. It's what we want to do with the podcast and it's what we want to do with man weekend. So we provide Video content, just short little videos to start conversations to go a little deeper with that time away with the men in your group. And there's hundreds of you guys that have been on a man weekend because this is going to be our third one. March 8th and 9th this year is going to be our third man weekend. And you guys who have done it, you know the importance of it. If you haven't done it, now is the perfect time to go to your group and go, hey, are we doing man weekend? And all we do is you just find a place to stay Friday night, March 8th. You go away, we'll provide discussion stuff, and then we all come together Saturday night at like 6.30 at North Point Community Church, it, and so even if you don't go away, you can still come as a group, because this is one of two times a year, Man Night and Man Weekend, where all men in community, men's groups and married groups, come together. And this one is Man Weekend, where you go away the night before, because, man, groups that get out of their environment and go away... It is just so catalytic in helping them grow deeper and become more connected. And guys, you will notice on these very practical best practices that they all have to do with time outside of your group. Last time we talked about 
the schedule and adding those good intentional questions, like the 10 questions during the connection piece of your of your small group time. But you will have a ceiling of relational authenticity and vulnerability if you don't do things as a group outside of your normal rhythm of group. And that is why these are so important. It is just so rich. And groups become different groups after you get away for a night. So book March 8th. And if you can't do that weekend as a group, pick another weekend. But get away for a group um, and, and you will go next level. That's our first one. Once a year, make sure you go away for a night. Lee, what's our second tip for groups with relational intentionality? I would say the second tip is the one-on-one. Hmm. That every man in a, in a married group or in a men's group would be getting together with the other men in the group at least once a year, each man one-on-one. A lot of groups, a lot of guys don't do this. A, a, a lot, lot of, of guys don't do it. And some groups just just have a rhythm of the leader meeting with the men in the groups one-on-one. But we're talking about grabbing a lunch, grabbing a coffee, grabbing some time um, to just get one-on-one with the other men in your group because that's a time where we're going to go. We can go a little deeper. We can ask different kinds of questions one-on-one than we can um, in a group. That is worth this podcast because we don't we feel so stretched and we feel so busy that we just show up to group and we f- and that is huge in building relationships and connection but there's a a different a different outcome when you get one on one with another guy that again breaks through a ceiling of authenticity and vulnerability in being known into a deeper connection and relationship as we are all trying to be more known by each other in order to grow and become more fully alive. Yep. And if you have a guy in your group who's a little bit quieter, a little more introverted, this is going to be a chance that you're going to get to discover his personality a little better one-on-one. Yep. And and guys, we all are busy. Most of us have jobs and families and, and very little time. So a group is a stretch. And then getting away for an overnighter is a stretch. And now on top of that, relationships and one-on-ones. But we know from thousands of men, the ones who prioritize relationships with intentionality never have regret about that being a valuable, worth it endeavor. Place this as a value to, to build relationships, and that takes time, and it comes with a cost. Most relational outcomes are long-term in nature. The We don't see the value until hindsight shows that value to be worth all the small short-term deposits that it takes. So you can't meet one-on-one all the time because of how busy you are. But if you set a goal for your group to meet one-on-one, to get alone with each guy in the group at least once during the year, you can make that happen. Yep. And I know you said it over and over again, but just to, to sum up part of what you just said is that this is really an and I know you have another tip to share, another best practice, but those two and the next one we'll share is really about making relationships the primary goal of your group. And we will find spiritual growth in our relationships and we will do content and we'll put all those things together. But putting relationships first is key. It is. And it doesn't happen uh, to the degree that leads to the the life-giving freedom and knowness if you don't break outside of your normal group routine. And that's just what we've seen with history. So that's why these best practices are so important for you guys to prioritize and get on your calendar. 
So here's the third one. The third one is get outside your group for a social. And you, you know, how often you do this, what do you do? It's relatively easy. The hard part is to get it on your calendar. And we recommend have a baseline of about once every quarter, once every season. So that's four times a year. And what do you do with those four um, outside of group meetings or cancel your group for a week and do this social, but do at least one a quarter. You should be getting together with families at least once or twice a year. Um, if you're in a couples group, in a married group, you should be spending time with each other's kids and getting to know each other's kids. So one or two of these do as families. On one of them, at least you should be serving together because we, if we're stretched and we serve together, we connect through a shared mission and a shared cause. When Be Rich comes around, partner with Be Rich as a group. Uh, look for opportunities to serve as a group. And then sometimes just go grab a cigar, watch a movie, just hang out, go to Top Golf, just have some fun. So look at your calendar, quarterly do one of those things, serve together, get together with families, or just go have some fun. And cancel group that week, this is so important. Add intentionality to the social time that you guys spend outside of your group time. I would agree, and I would encourage guys, uh, men in married groups, almost more than men in mm-hmm. men's groups, um, just to grab that time as men. And it doesn't mean that that the women in your married group shouldn't do something as well. They, they should, should be doing the same. Yeah, they should be having a, a social with just the women as well. But um, prioritize that time. It'll make a huge difference. Guys, You, if you're in a married group and you haven't um, got away with just the guys for a certain amount of discussions as a married group or topics or conversations or part of your session and to hang out outside, you you probably are listening to this f- aware of that ceiling that you have with these other guys and how it's taken a long time to build relationships. These are tips and tricks that we hope you guys will bring to your group to have a conversation about. And it's these three things. Get away for a night at least once a year. Have a one-on-one with every guy in the group at least once a year. And then quarterly, do something as a group, as a social family, serve together, or just go have some fun. Do something physical, competition. Oh, yeah. It, it go, axe throwing is a ton of fun. If you, have you done that, Lee? That is fun. Go down to Atlanta. It gets pretty competitive pretty quick. But guys, bring this into your conversation in, in your next men's or married group. Say, hey, I listened to the podcast. This is what the guys told me. What are we going to do about this? How do we apply? And if you get it on your calendar, just go ahead and put these things on your calendar and set a goal. If you prioritize it, you'll make it happen. So add this degree of relational intentionality now into your group, make it happen. And we will also see a lot of you guys, which we're super excited about at Man Weekend, Saturday night, March 9th, we'll all come together at the church. It's going to be a lot of fun. Look out for info about that. Guys, we hope you enjoyed this podcast. Part two on how to have great groups with intentionality, both structurally and relationally. Let's become a community of men who are fully alive through doing life together. We hope you guys are intentional and consistent in relationships, leveraging content to ask a couple questions. What does this mean for me personally? What am I going to do about it? And how we can help. And we have a special episode coming up. Lee, what do we need from these guys? 
Guys, what we're going to do is we're going to, we've been hearing a lot of questions from different guys and comments about the podcast. So we're going to do a Q&A episode. So feel free to email any question you want. It could be about groups. It could be about the podcast. It could be about Robbie personally, about the Bachelorette or his Prius. Either one is fine. Just email that to npmen at northpoint.org. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks.